It's Monday. It's morning. And it's macabre on a Wednesday. Looking like macabre on a Wednesday. On a Wednesday. Putting the spookiness in the hump day. Gonna be that baby doobie doobie. Yeah, so it's Wednesday. Uh, but you know what? Guys, <laughs> okay. You know, guys, okay. Guys, you know, okay. It's the big E this week, and I, I ended up at the big E, and then my kids, my kids. His and kids. So, my kids. God damn them. And so we're Do a couple days Do I explain to the listeners you know, what the big E is if they're not from Sure, uh, it's the Eastern. No, they all know. <laughs> uh, the Eastern States Exposition. It is a giant fair that happens in Massachusetts in the month of September through some of October. Uh, they get some of the biggest names in music, like very old bands yes. <laughs> that were famous 30 years ago. I love uh, that. I, I remember yeah. I was like eight, and I went to the Barnesville County Fair on Cape Cod, and I saw Three Dog yep. Night, and it was Fuck sick. Yeah. Dude, I saw fucking uh, Smash Mouth was there a couple years ago. Rest in peace. Oh, rest in peace. It's pretty much the same bands that play at casinos. Yeah, it's like a giant casino. It's like a big old casino. And I'm putting it all on black, baby. Uh, but they've got you got all your fair food, you got your your rides, your whatevers. And my daughter had the best time of her life. I think she was so happy. And all the rides, she was, like, super excited. <laughs> she loved that. She loved that, dude. Although, Sconey, guess how much it costs to buy a pizza? Like, if you wanted to, like, share oh. a pizza with your family. Wait, a whole pie? A whole pie. Oh, I'm guessing, like, 28 Forty dollars. Wow! Whole pie, baby. That's for a big a old pie, pizza. Baby. How big? The pie, just a standard, like you know, like a large. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, like a a a, a, a yeah, large, medium, medium to large. In, in yeah, large, there. medium, medium to large. Yeah, well, no, is it going once for the large? So yeah, it was a uh, heck of a time. And uh, that's why I couldn't get it to you guys on time because I was having too much fun. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Uh, Sorry, Sumi Scones. What did you do this week so far? Me? <laughs> yes. It'd be weird if I was just like, Who, hey, me? tell me what you someone else me? has done. I'm talking um, to you, Scony. The only. No, the other Scones. Come on. Who, me? Uh, you know, I did a lot of. I recently purchased a home. So a lot of scones that has a mortgage. Uh, ripped up a floor. Uh oh, found a body. It's kind of gross under the floor when you rip it up. I'm like, ew, this is nice. like what? This is like bugs and sticks. No, I did find an immense amount of uh, mice poop under my cabinet. Hell yeah, that's so good news. Glad I got that out of there. Bleached pretty much my entire first floor because that's gross and love it. Uh, I just, you know, I'm, I'm having a good time. Um, <laughs> I'm you made life. a great decision. Why don't you give out your address to everybody? Let's hear it. Yeah. If you're looking for a good time, <laughs> roll through. <laughs> Let's give away. Okay. I will not. It's in the state of Rhode Island. I will Do say I am moving from Massachusetts to Rhode Island. Oh my God. Big transition. Big change. Yeah. Shock. Real, real shock. Do you think, okay. We should both give out our social security numbers and our credit yes. card numbers. And, and then whoever gets, gets stolen, stolen first. more. Yeah. I like where this is going. <laughs> okay, we're cooking. And the results are in. 
That would be sick. That would be so sick, dude. So <laughs> Our banks sick. would be like, you I wonder what? if like if like cybersecurity companies ever do that. They like they send out certain just fake things and are like, who's what kind of shit? A sting gets operation more. Oh, or just like research. Yeah, why hey. just, they just do some research. Just do some research. Just fucking Google it, guy. What are Dude, you doing? Use Chat GPT. If you're on the cutting edge of cybersecurity, you why don't they just Google how do we protect computers better? <laughs> That's such a good point, though. Dear Google, Dear where Google. how do I make passwords gooder? Yeah, do it better, dude. Excuse me, Google. It's your turn. Google. Do it better. Google. So that's the um, that's the tea. <laughs> uh, I love and... the tea. Actually, I don't love tea. You know what I love doing with tea, Dars? You know what, what you I like love doing with it? Spitting it in the ground, throwing it in the harbor, baby. Oh, let's go, USA! Hey, that's a that's a Boston guy, undefeated. Except unless you count those wars where we lost, but undefeated, uh, can't stop, won't stop, baby. She, uh, Sconey, I've got some stuff to tell you about. Oh that's my spooky. God, though. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my, oh my god. god. Oh my god. What do you think would be the scariest <laughs> if you were dropped into a Pixar yep. universe? Already terrified. What continue. is scariest? Uh, and you you are the size so like if you're in Bugs Life, you're the size of the bugs. That's just like a little you you adapt to oh, the universe. Can I say like uh proportions of human bodies? Cause like that should be crazy. I don't yeah, no, you have a dump <laughs> truck if that's what you're asking. Okay, that's my question. If you're dropping the Incredibles, uh, you have yeah, a yeah, yeah. dump a Ruski Dars. Okay. So this helps my situation immensely. Good. Um, Again, research, what, like I said. What would be the scariest in ter- like what do you like creature? Human like what do you mean what would be the scariest? <laughs> like a nightmare I like, had as an ant? I don't understand. Well, no, ant would be pretty scary because those grasshoppers are coming to get you. Which oh or if I had to be a horrifying because you're like you're like Fuck! I am a human in a world full of Ooh, machines I that are here to okay. annihilate. Are you saying which Pixar universe would be scariest to live in as a human? I'm still yeah. confused. You're by a human. Okay. You're a human, okay. but you're, you're like just for the sake ah, of bugs. I'm life, modified you're to their universe. For the sake of the Incredibles, your ass is huge. For the sake of, <laughs> for the sake of every other Pixar film, my ass uh, is huge. Yeah. Monsters Inc. Like Monsters Inc. would be bad. Pretty scary. Cause well, that's yeah. the whole point of like the beginning of that movie, right? <laughs> right. Although I guess there's other humans in that movie, right? Like you can. That's just a universe where monsters are real, which is pretty yeah, scary. In fucking like <laughs> transdimensional doorways, like yeah, that's true. But that could be kind of cool. Uh, Up would be sick. Wally would be sick floating around that chair, just getting Wally, huge. Wally, you'd be, yeah, I'd be like living my best life in Wally. <laughs> um, you said Pixar, right? Yeah, sure did, buddy. Ooh, buddy, maybe Coco. Toy Story would be really scary. Coco <laughs> would just be, there's just like, would be an afterlife that I can have like that would fun be sick. in. You know, knowing so like, I would choose after- that. Yeah. I think knowing there's an afterlife that's a party would share right. a lot of the human experience. <laughs> I would be like, yo. What are we doing on this side of the, sh- the fucking ground, dude? We gotta go chill. Like that dude's playing the bandstand later, and he's like sick, and we're all yeah. skeletons and have a good time. I think Coco's the best. Objectively, Coco, I think it's number one. If yeah. you had to live, number in a, one with a bullet universe. in my head in the Coco universe. Yeah, 
uh and the worst i still think cars or toy story are pretty cars is scary uh imagine the the toys sid makes that are all oh yeah that's scary yep 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 also well no that's not even i'm not even gonna get into that but i don't even know new pixar shit Dude, I'm an I'm a Pixar old head. Like I, uh, like the good dinosaur. Did you ever see that? I did because I have children who love dinosaurs. Oh right, uh, you have children. Yeah, so that was like Still? that movie has great like environment animation, Ooh. and then the rest of the movie uh, it <laughs> makes were, me want to go to sleep. You were leaning over to your like, like children, like pretty young children, being like, you know how hard it is to animate water like Be like guys. <laughs> Do you see how that grass is like? The wind is, it looks so you know good. How many pixels? Is that ray that tracing? <laughs> uh, yeah, so it was a boring movie. But what's not boring is today's subject. We're at nine minutes, and I don't want to waste these kids' time. Uh, so, Scones. Yes. I'm talking about something that we have tangentially talked about in the past. Uh, but, dude, cosine, tangent, sine? Yeah, so we got a sine wave on this one. Okay. Uh, so what about uh, previously? No, nope. previously we've talked about Ed Gein, right? And yeah, he was a famous American made, philosopher. Yeah, who made like nipple belts and stuff. Um, so, so he craftsman, was, you're saying? <laughs> you know what they really? say: live a simple life, work with your hands, you'll be happy. <laughs> Not all who wander. Um, so he's. Uh, yeah, he was a serial killer who like used human skin to make like lampshades and like he was a really not cool guy. Uh, Dude, sometimes you need. Sometimes you need a lampshade, and you're like, I'm out. Hmm. And uh, never let them out again. <laughs> yeah, amen. Uh, so today we're actually going to be talking about his mom, Augusta Wilhelm. <laughs> Wilhelm We talk about his mama. Wow, so this is a real Friday the 13th kind yeah. of situation. Well, so she's basically who inspired Norman Bates' mother in Psycho. Oh, also another. Wow, there's a, yeah. lo- a lot of uh, shitty mom, shitty son combos out there. Hashtag, yeah. It's like a shout Denny's Grand Sue, Slam of bad mom. parenting. <laughs> it's a no, weird I'm time to kidding. shout out your mom. Well, she's uh, the best, you know. I can only hope I, I grow up like her the way I hope I Jason can be a mother like, like she like is. His mother. Or Norman yes. Bates grew up like his mother. Yes. Uh, so band, slap, 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 clap, clap, clap. <laughs> Bulby. Okay, yeah. so yes, I've got an all that's interesting article pulled up in front of me. Excellent. Is that some kind of? Is that a website or a book? What is that? Uh, I think it's an app. I don't know. Oh, but it's one of those apps on your phones. Um, oh, I have that for. Uh, I find oh. my find my uh, find my iPhone. Yeah. Uh, so I found your iPhone, and there was this <gasps> article on it. Yes. Written by Austin Harvey, edited by Jacqueline Anglis. Oh, uh, the Anglis herself. Yes. Uh, so this article is titled Augusta Wilhelmine Gein, the serial killer's mom who inspired Norma Bates' mother in Psycho. 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 So let's, <laughs> Psycho. let's get spooky. Known as the Butcher of Plainfield, Ed Gein was one of the world's most twisted serial killers. 
a murderer and grave robber who used his victim's body parts to craft furniture and clothing. Gein's horrific crime served as inspiration for some of the most well-known horror films of all time, The Silence of the Lambs, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and Psycho. The last movie is of particular note, however, because it was not just Ed Gein who inspired the film, but his mother, Augusta Wilhelmine Gein, as well. Whoa, Augusta Wilhelmine Gein? Wilhelmine Gein, my Wilhelmine dear boy. Gein. Nice Gein. to meet you. I am Augusta Wilhelmine Gein. So... Raised in a family of German old Lutherans, Augusta yeah. Wilhelmine Gein grew up believing that every human thought and deed was infected with sin. Wait, hold on. Pucking what Pogger's what childhood. Uh, this would be... What would this... Well, her birth would be like... Oh, man. Uh, I want to know if Nazis eight, are She involved. was... Okay, so she was born in 1878. Oh my god, uh, dude. Ed Gein's wilder than I thought he was. Yeah, Ed Gein's got that. Yummy, yum. So not yeah. quite Nazis yet. No. This is not quite Nazis. But still, uh, it's like, everyone's bad. Everyone is really bad guys. Dudes. Everyone is stupid except for Flula Borg. <laughs> so specific. Uh, First German that came to mind, baby. Yeah. Second one, Dirk Nowitzki. Yeah. Name one so, more. Name one more German. Do one it. One more German. One um, more German. I've got one in the chamber. Can't, can't be Austrian. <laughs> Has to be German. Ooh, oh, that narrows things down. Yep. Um, can't think of one. So, she passed the belief onto her son as well. She instilled in her son that sex was evil and that women were instruments of the devil, which is a just crazy. Men, brother. <laughs> Finally, someone spitting sits. I'm pretty sure Angie uh, Tate said that. Yeah, she inspired. Actually, she was the first, like, uh, the first, alpha. Like, yeah, she's the first person rights. to escape the Matrix, dude. <laughs> first men's rights influencer, yeah. <laughs> Augusta she. Wilhelmine Gein. Uh, despite Augusta's fervently religious and overbearing nature, Ed was completely obsessed with his mother. Much like Norman Bates in Psycho, and after Augusta died from a stroke, Ed was utterly devastated. Devastated, dude. Poor guy. Ed 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 Devis Ed Devis Ed Devastated Ed uh, Debevix Ed Debevix refusing to believe his mother was truly God forever he became chillingly determined to bring her back. Who now we're talking, dude? Imagine that high school yearbook like most likely to bring your mom back from the dead, dude. Uh, that's a that's a superlative. I just missed out on that. It was all politics. <laughs> it really was. People were campaigning. It was gross. People were like, "Hey, scones, your mom's not dead. You can't win this. Award. <laughs> it's not. You're not allowed." Also, why is this a criteria? Why is and this I was a category? Like, yeah, I had to tell them I was a student athlete and that I can win anything. <laughs> Always on the grind set. So refusing to believe his mother was truly gone forever, he became chillingly determined to bring her back. In a desperate attempt to quasi-resurrect his mother, Ed turned to murdering women and stealing corpses from a nearby graveyard so he could create a woman's suit and become his mother. So... Did it work? <laughs> that's the crazy part. It worked <laughs> You're not exactly as planned. <laughs> Real pet cemetery situation. <laughs> Do you see they're making a... You won't uh, believe this shit, bro. Yeah, the, the prequel, yep. Yeah, I was talking that, about that with Mitch the other day, and I was like, that's something they didn't need to make. Mm-hmm. But you gotta, you, got, you gotta milk that IP, baby. 
I guess, but Stephen King has so many fucking books that you could turn into ah, movies. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> Stevie only gave him the go the green light for Pet Cemetery. Do remember how disappointing the Dark Tower was? Anyways, I never even watched it, dude. Ugh. I heard bad things. So I was like, I'm just gonna forego this. <laughs> the books are so good. Yeah, and then the movie I like, was like, "Whoa, the cast is amazing!" And then I was like, "Wow, they made three movies into one movie. I mean, three books." Yeah, into one movie. that's one of those that things has where you're like, "Never worked." No, but studios are like, "We're only doing that." Yeah, well, you know what they say. Well, if you try to spread out like a book, a movie, it never works out. They're never popular, like Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter or the Hunger yeah. Games. People hate those. Hey, people they never hate that, dude. They hate it. They're renowned for nobody liking it. That's it. So, I'm on the side of the, the striker, SAG AFTRA, Writers Guild. I'm on your side. <laughs> Studios, you don't know what the fuck you do. So so he wants to make a woman suit and Yes. Uh, back to the woman. <laughs> <laughs> so while Augusta was alive, she had always hoped to protect her son from evil, which is hilarious. She don't have a shitty job I mean, of that. Don't parents want always want to do that? Yeah, Darce, how I'm, are you protecting your kids from evil before so, you judge? Oh, that's a good point. So first of all, I'm telling them all that uh, basically women are instruments of the devil. So making sure that is okay, you know, good, ingrained, good. Uh, and uh, yeah, mostly that. I'll like you know I'll find local animals and you know just put them in cages and stuff. Yes, very cool stuff. Okay, okay. That I'm very serious about, it, and this is not a joke. Scones. Do not take this as a joke. We don't joke you. <laughs> so, uh, so her obsession with purity and sin and her determination to isolate her son from all that was wicked faithfully warped her son's perspective of the world, and she unwittingly raised a depraved killer. How religion shaped Ed Gein's mother. Born Augusta, Augusta Wilhelmine Lerk in 1878. Whoa. Yeah. Easy. James Baxter <laughs> Ed Gein's mother grew up as one of the eight children in a family of German immigrants from Prussia who had settled in La Crosse, Wisconsin wow yeah dude they they got La Crosse, brother? yeah it was it's it's La space C-R-O-S-S-E but yeah they were they were lax bros that's sick dude uh like many other old Lutherans, the Lerks left Prussia as part of a mass exodus. It's important to note that her faith, old Lutheran, was far more conservative than the mainstream Lutheran faith. Ooh. According to their beliefs, all humans were full of sin, both in their thoughts and actions. Humans Filled to the brim, baby. Baby. They said, humans, they said, were infected with immoral motives. Because of this, they also believed that all humans deserve to burn in hell. What a... Like... Why would you follow that? Like, I mean, just, isn't that? I mean, isn't that original sin? The same thing. It sounds like it's that cranked up to eleven, though, because like it doesn't even sound like they have the opportunity to go to heaven. They're just saying like everyone's gonna burn in hell. Then what's <laughs> so, the like, point of religion? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, why would you follow this one if you're like, well, we're fucked anyway? Like, why wouldn't Nothing you? Nothing like, matters. Yeah, oh, boy. On December eleventh, hey, oh, oh boy. On December eleventh, nineteen hundred, around the age of twenty-two. Augusta married a man named George Philip Gein, another child of German immigrants who had moved to Hamburg, Wisconsin with his family. Two years later, Augusta and George welcomed their first child, a son they named Henry George Gein. Henry George Gein. Henry George Gein. Per the New Zealand Herald, George Gein worked a series of odds jobs, taking gigs as a carpenter and a tanner. 
but he struggled to stick with anything for long. This was largely due to his struggles with alcoholism. His wife, meanwhile, ran a small grocery store and tried to keep the family home in order. But in time, she began to resent her husband. However, Augusta's religious beliefs prevented her from divorcing him, so her resentment steadily grew. Soon enough, she developed a deep hatred of men in general and dreamed of giving birth to a daughter. Amen. He, Augusta did not get her wish. Instead, when the couple welcomed their second child in 1906, they were presented with a second son. They, oh. named, him, they named him Edward Theodore Gein. Not wanting her child to grow up to be the type of man she so loathed, Augusta raised Ed with an overbearing protectiveness that slowly warped his perception of the world. Well, to be fair, I bet she never met a man that is like the way, the way he was. <laughs> <laughs> She That's succeeded a, in raising someone who was not at all like yeah, not <laughs> very different. I mean, she yeah, she kind of got her wish, I guess. Uh, how Augusta Wilhelmine Gein isolated her son, having grown sick of lacrosse, <laughs> which is a hilarious sentence because dude, I'm just it, yeah, it's gonna play uh, soccer now. Being sick of her sick lettuce flow in her cap, <laughs> being sick of ripping twine, racking up genos. <laughs> Augusta considered to be a hotbed of sin. Uh, oh, sorry. Having grown sick of lacrosse, which Augusta considered to be a hotbed of sin. Hotbed of sin, baby. Hotbed of sin. Going once, going twice. I Augusta got one hotbed of sin. I got two <laughs> hotbed of sin there. Augusta demanded that the family pack up and move to an isolated farmhouse near the rural town of Plainfield, Wisconsin, in 1915. At the Gein House, away from the sinners in the city, she could raise young Ed and Henry to become the pure men she wanted them to be. The young yes. boys were forbidden to leave the farm except to attend the nearby Rochacree grade school, which was a one-room building with only 12 students. According to a report from Radford University, Ed was known to be a voracious reader, but he struggled to fit in with the other children. He was shy and had a lazy eye, as well as a lesion on his tongue that affected his speech. Other kids at school often shunned him, and even when he tried to make friends, his mother punished him for socializing. So this dude was just, I mean... He was screwed. There is no way you make it through life and not make nipple belts with this uh, situation. You are, are it's a lot so of beautiful. <laughs> you <laughs> are so, so beautiful. <laughs> to me. To me. That's what he would sing to the other kids. <laughs> to me. To <laughs> Augusta was worried that Ed would turn out to be like his father, an alcoholic failure. Ooh, bad news, Big-time cool guy. Uh, and believed that isolating him from his peers was the way to prevent this, which makes no goddamn sense. Yeah, you, you want to get a guy in a box, and you want to give him yeah. nothing. And he'll straighten himself out. The prison system <laughs> works. <please>. <laughs> to <laughs> make matters worse... My dog George is dreaming was... right now. She's behind oh, me, no. and she's, she's letting out little yelps. What's she dreaming about? I don't know, probably like like closing deals in the boardroom and on the golf course. <laughs> to make matters worse, George was physically abusive and frequently beat Ed, angered by his sons crying over bullies at school. Oh my god, dude. This is uh He's gotta learn to fight, Dars. Imagine being like, I'm getting bullied at school and your dad's like, Bro, wait till you see this shit, bro. <laughs> like Hey, you want to know bully? <laughs> like, what the hell? I just feel like, I mean, this is crazy. The mom part's crazy, but like way too many of like our parents' generation actually grew up with like that yeah. kind of shit. Which is probably the why they're all fucking, 
I just I, so well adjusted. It's <laughs> so it's so crazy to me that like I cannot I cannot imagine like my son coming home and being like I got bullied and me being like I'm gonna have to mess this kid up like I don't like how does that thought process even like it's just insane well you you have compassion that's your problem that is my that's, that's always been my P biggest problem. issue yeah that's I'm stuck in the matrix dude um all the while Augusta fostered in both Ed and Henry a deep disdain of women and a sentiment that sex was the work of the devil uh then when Ed was 12 years old Augusta caught him uh, uh doing something in the bathtub uh oh! Wait, like uh, J Owen or like something? Yeah, horrifying? yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I have no, to no, ask because it's Ed Gein. <laughs> no, no, this was this was yeah. Well, listen to this. This is the craziest thing in the world. Hit me with it. In response, she grabbed uh, his 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 junk and referred to them as the curse of man, which is hey, like man. What a, what an insane situation! It's very um, biblical sounding. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> the curse of man. The uh, curse of man is one day. <laughs> the curse no, of easily man. Broken, no. baby. <laughs> Unless, of course, the man is the macho. <laughs> so just two years later, at the age of 14, Ed dropped out of school after completing the eighth grade. His mother continued to speak badly of his father, and Ed developed an increasingly intense attachment to Augusta. He believed that men were weak, and psychologists have suggested over the years that he wanted to be a woman like his mother. As a show of devotion to her, Augusta asked her sons to remain virgins, warning them that having sex would ultimately lead to them would ultimately lead them to damnation. At this point, Ed was, which is weird because she has two sons. Yep. So seems a little like you're kind of. I think she might have had sex, dude. I don't. I mean. You don't know that. Not to assume. At least twice. At least twice. It was probably the 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 least emotional. Oh my god! Like <laughs> I I can't even like uh, just, awful, just, terrible, no good, very bad, day. very bad day. <laughs> <laughs> very depressing, probably uh, and sad. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, but hey, uh, they got the job done. Two sons, baby. <laughs> hey, oh, at this point, Ed was already 21. Henry was about 25. Still, the four Geens lived in their isolated farmhouse with Augusta serving them as a domineering overseer. Then in April 1940, George Gein died after complications from pneumonia, causing his lungs to be filled with fluid. Augusta showed little concern over her husband's passing, attributing his death to his, weak, his weakness and sinful nature, and frequently commenting that he had gone to hell. She's so such scary. A cool, such a cool lady. Uh, now with her husband dead, Augusta had complete control over her household, and her youngest son was all but completely devoted to her. This same devotion, however, could not be said for Ed's older brother, Henry. In fact, Henry had started dating a divorced woman who had two children and began making plans to move in with her. Good he for expressed, Henry, dude. Get yeah, out of Henry's, there. Henry's making moves. Uh, he expressed concerns over Ed and Augusta's unhealthy relationship, a criticism which mortified Ed. Then one day in 1944, Henry mysteriously died. <gasps> Uh-oh. That day, Ed and Henry had been clearing excess vegetation in a nearby field by burning it away. But as Ed later told police, he lost sight of Henry while the two were fighting a runaway fire. Curiously, though, Ed led police directly to Henry's dead body. Hmm. Not a very good plan there, Ed. Not also, a great, plan. great police work. <laughs> yeah, just solid all around, dude. 
Uh, even more strange, Henry's body did not show any signs of being burned. Instead, his head was severely bruised. However, Henry's death was listed as asphyxiation by the coroner. So, just uh, tremendously dumb. <laughs> like, uh, the police dismissed the chance of foul play as they did not believe Ed was the was a man capable of murder. Which is great, again, great hey, police. he seemed work. like a good guy. Yeah, he seemed chill, dude. He seemed <laughs> weird. Uh, finally, at long last, the family was just down to Augusta and Ed, an aging mother and her highly devoted son. However, this would not last long. Dude, that's like How, one of the creepiest combos. Like if you see in real yeah, life, like that's a creepy combo for sure. Just like really evil looking old mom and scary old mom and boyfriend son. Not yeah. good. Not it's a good very combo. Scary. Those very... you, draw, you draw those two tarot cards one after the other, you doomed, dude. <laughs> it's it's game over, bro. Uh, how Augusta's death drove Ed to madness. Shortly after Henry's death, Augusta fell ill. She suffered a stroke and needed to be rushed to the hospital. With no one else to, ca- to take care of for her, the responsibility fell on Ed to look after his mother. Around the same time that he became his mom's caregiver, though, he began to read books about strange topics like head shrinking, grave robbing, and human anatomy. After a second stroke on December 29, 1945, Augusta died at the age of 67. This pushed Ed past the breaking point. He boarded up his mother's bedroom and sitting room in the interest of preserving them. So, not a normal guy. Not the most normal. Not the most normal dude. As he was consumed with overwhelming grief, Ed's overall condition gradually began to worsen. Acquaintances noted how, he f- how foul he smelled, how ragged his appearance became, and how unstable he seemed. Meanwhile, he continued to live in the same isolated farmhouse that he'd called home for most of his life, earning a living only through small, odd jobs. Then, in 1947, Ed Gein reportedly began experiencing strange visions. He later said he felt compelled to visit the graveyard where his mother was buried, and there he started digging up corpses, beginning with his mother. He twisted her head from her body with his bare hands, then attempted to shrink it in a similar fashion to what he read in his books. So, cool guy, Ed. <laughs> yeah, that's <clears throat> the most horrifying image I can think of at the moment. Well, we're, I mean, it gets not as, it gets worse. <laughs> Here we go. Strap it. Uh, soon enough, he was scanning obituaries of recently deceased women who resembled his no. mother, prowling graveyards where they were buried and stealing their body no, parts. Oh, no. Uh, as he would later tell the police, he did this in hopes of creating a woman's suit that he could, so that he could become his mother. <laughs> If police just did, like, an ounce of work being like, yeah. hey, you obviously killed your brother, yeah. none of this would have happened. Yep. Okay. And uh, aside from the suit he hoped to create, Ed Gein also crafted numerous pieces of furniture from the corpses, including lampshades, chairs, and bowls. Eventually, Ed also began targeting living women, killing at least two, uh, though he's suspected of murdering several more and adding their body parts to his horrific home collection until he was finally arrested in 1957. He would spend the rest of his life in mental hospitals until he died in 1984, which seems like recent. That seems like... Yeah, that's why I, I was so he, surprised uh, yeah. by the mom's birth date. I was like, I thought he was like a 20th century killer. Yeah, he is, he is but I mean... Dang, she I was guess that old. Makes, she, oh, she oldie. <laughs> How old was she when she had him then? Uh, 27? Uh, if my math adds up, because oh, his brother was five years older and they had him at 22? 
I think. Time's crazy, man. Yo, flow is crazy, dog. <laughs> this dude's flow is crazy. <laughs> Yo, her flow was crazy, bro. <laughs> <clears throat> Though Ed Gein remains far more infamous than his mother today, it cannot be denied that his disturbing obsession with her helped fuel his crime spree of gruesome murders and grave robberies. And thus, when Augusta Wilhelmine Gein died, the Butcher of Plainfield was born. So, horrifying. There you go. Um, sometimes bad people come from bad people. I'd say almost every time. <laughs> um, most times I can think of. I don't think. So if you're, have we talked about anyone that like came from like a, a wonderful, supportive family? What was just like? Um, I feel like we have. I feel like that's who? happened. Um, I feel like there's always a. No one's ever just like born that crazy and violent. Like it's always something. Well, no, I think a lot of the times it'll be like. <clears throat> um, they were in a good family, but they like hit their head on the swing when they were two, and then it like that that got them. You know what I mean? <clears throat> a lot of the times it's like who did, a head who injury. Who are we talking about that did that? <laughs> well, no, like there's been multiple ones that we talked about where there's like head injury involved, and then they start like lighting things on fire and killing animals, and you're like, oh, this dude just. I'm that's trying to remember. Look, I can't think of specific people, but I'm, I'm sure I'm pretty sure that that's happened a few times with some of the people we've talked about, where it was like. Good family. Like, uh, uh, well, <clears throat> this one's a little different, but sometimes it's like, like the Porcos. Do you remember Chris Porco? Oh. Uh, remember that guy? Yep. Who like killed his parents, but like they were just like chilled. Were they though? You never know what's going <laughs> on behind closed doors. Yeah, that's a good point. You know? <clears throat> Especially um, back in the like, yeah, the boomer generation that was like, everything's fine. Yeah, they're like, nothing is wrong ever. If our family gets embarrassed, the country club will never have us back. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, that's Augusta Wilhelmine. Dude. And uh, be nice to your kids. Yeah, be nice to your kids. <laughs> Please. Otherwise, they'll grow up trying to become you. Trying to wear people's skin and become you. Trying to bring you back from the dead by wearing skin. Um, so yeah, if you want to avoid that, be nice to your kids, uh, and then follow us on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe. Yeah, subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe, rate the show, hit us up on Twitter, mmmacabbod, Monday Morning Macabre, on Instagram, mondaymorningmacabre.com for all the episodes and all that jazz. Um, I hope you guys are having a great week. Uh, I hope you're nice to your kids. <laughs> please. Please. Please be uh, nice please. to your kids. <laughs> if there's one thing you take from the show, be nice to your kids. Be nice to uh, your kids, please. And we'll see you next week, gang. I love you. Goodbye. Goodbye.